So come on up, Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie's uh, going to be uh, giving an intergenerational sermon this morning. And uh, we just had an amazing day yesterday. Uh, Bonnie and her mom. Um, and I saw mom. Where is she? Uh, yeah, Jennifer York. Sorry, I had a brain. Uh, Jennifer. Let's welcome Jennifer, Bonnie's mom. She's at the back there. She was amazing. I can see where, where Bonnie got some of that passion for kids, I'll tell you. Uh, so Jennifer shared yesterday, so did, so did Bonnie, and as well as our own Karen Hollis and uh, Carrie Penner. And uh, did I forget anybody? I think I got all the, the presenters. But it was just a wonderful day. So what we'd like to do is invite the primary and preschool age children to come on down. Parents, you can bring them over here. We have some nice sitting mats over in this area. Uh, Preteens are welcome too, but it might be a little bit over your head. But if we could have a couple of parents also just sit in these chairs over here, that would be great. And the the reason is, is there going to be some videos that they're going to watch. So they need to be within view of the video. That would be awesome. It's really nice and soft and cushy there. It's more comfortable than the pews. I'm just saying. So come on up. Make yourselves at home. Pull up a piece of carpet. So I'm just going to pray for Bonnie. And uh, I do hope that you update us on some very exciting family news and how that's all going. It's pretty exciting. And uh, just so grateful you guys are here with us. Yeah. So if if you're inclined to do so, just stretch your hands towards Bonnie. Let's pray for her. So Heavenly Father... We thank you so much for this gift to the church, these gifts for Bonnie, for Brent, for this new life that's coming, uh, for her beautiful mom whom we met yesterday here, and just this family blessing. And as she shares on family stories today and on the blessing of Jacob, God, we pray for your empowering. We pray this would be like a living room and home for her just to feel at home, uh, to feel safe with us. And Lord, we just bless her to be herself and to share out of that good treasure that you've given her. Bless our beautiful children. Just thank you, Lord, for this. As I open my eyes to pray, I'm just so overwhelmed, oh God, for the the gifts of these children to us. And I pray today that you would equip us a little better, a little more, to love and serve this generation. And we thank you for that in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Welcome, Bonnie. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. It's uh, I, Brent and I have been here once before with you guys, and we just loved it. We're from Kamloops. Has anyone ever been to Kamloops? Put up your hand if you've been to Kamloops before in your life. It's not too far away. It's about four hours, but it's over a, quite a mountain pass. And we actually had some snow on the mountain pass on our way here, but it wasn't too bad, and we had our winter tires on. How many of you have a sibling? Put up your hand if you have a sibling. (laughs) Most of us do. Anyone here is an only child? Put up your hand if you're the only child. Oh, we do have one. (laughs) You know, we're going to tell a story today. We're going to talk about a story that you guys might know, but it's about two brothers. And two brothers who, guess what? They didn't really like each other right from inside their mommy's tummy. And I happen to have a baby inside my tummy right now, 17 weeks, (laughs) which is a joy to us because Brent and I have waited a long time for this to happen. So we're just going, thank you, God. What a gift. So I have a little baby inside my tummy. But guess what? The story we're hearing about today is about two brothers who were in their mommy's tummy at the same time, two of them. That is twins. You're right. (laughs) Is there any twins in the room? No? Uh, Well, we're going to show a little video here that's going to tell us about the story. I think you guys are going to like it. Jacob story. And Esau, you got it. You might have known this story. Oh, is this up to me? Yes. Can we roll that first video? 
God's story, Jacob and Esau. So part of God's story is about twin brothers, and it begins like this. Once, there were twins named Jacob and Esau, and they didn't get along. They actually started fighting before they were born. Then during birth, Esau came out first, but Jacob was holding on to his heel. That's not normal, and they even looked different. The Bible says Esau's body was covered in so much red hair, it was almost like he had clothes on. Jacob's skin was smooth. Well, they got even more different as they grew up. Esau hunted animals and spent time outside. Their dad, Isaac, was a big meat eater, so Esau was his favorite. Jacob, on the other hand, was a quiet guy who liked to stay indoors. Their mom, Rebecca, liked Jacob the best. The Bible doesn't talk much about Jacob and Esau as kids, but we do know Esau was lucky to be the oldest because he had what's called a birthright. That meant Esau would be in charge of their family, including all their money, land, and stuff. Jacob would probably have to work for his brother Esau, and their dad Isaac would give Esau a blessing, which means Isaac would ask God to take care of his oldest son Esau in an extra special way. Well, you probably think Esau was pretty excited about this, but he wasn't. In fact, one day he gave it up. He just returned from a hunting trip. Since he was out killing animals all day, he didn't have time to eat. He came home starving. Jacob was making stew, so Esau said, quick, give me some of that stew. I'm very hungry. Now, Jacob was a little sneaky, so he didn't just share the stew with his hungry brother, which would have been nice. Instead, he said, first, sell me your birthright. And guess what? Esau said yes. It's a little like paying a million dollars for a bowl of mushy soup. We don't know why Esau did that but the Bible says he didn't care about the birthright. But later, when Isaac was really old and about to die, he wanted to ask God to take special care of his firstborn Esau. So he told Esau to go hunting and make him some tasty food, maybe for the last time. Now, Esau wanted the birthright, so he left right away to hunt. Meanwhile, Rebecca had heard Isaac and Esau talking, and remember, Jacob was her favorite. She wanted him to get the blessing, so she did something really sneaky. She told Jacob, I will prepare tasty food for your father. You take it to your father to eat. Then he'll give you his blessing before he dies. See, Isaac was blind. She was telling Jacob to pretend he was Esau. But there was a slight problem with her plan. First off, Esau was hairy. So if Isaac touched Jacob's smooth skin, he would know the truth. The Bible says Esau had a certain smell too, which might be a polite way of saying he stunk. I mean, imagine how smelly a guy would be if he was always sweating and getting dead animal blood stuck on his clothes and matted in his hairy skin. And this was before deodorant. So even though Isaac was blind, he might smell Jacob or touch his smooth arm and know the truth. Well, Rebecca was sneaky, like Jacob. She told Jacob to put sheepskin on his arms and wear some of Esau's smelly clothes. Now Isaac would never know. And even though Isaac wondered why the voice sounded like Jacob, guess what? The trick worked. Jacob got the blessing. Now Esau would have to work for him. As you might imagine, Esau was furious. In fact, Rebecca had to help Jacob run away so Esau wouldn't kill him. What's really crazy about this story is Jacob messed up big time but he really did get God's blessing. Esau even forgave him later. We don't know why God let this happen, but the truth is we all mess up sometimes and God still wants us to be part of his story. And that's the story of Jacob and Esau. So in case you missed it, here's the quick version. Jacob and Esau were twins. They were different. Jacob tricked Esau. Esau sold his birthright for stew. Later, Esau wanted his blessing. Rebecca helped Jacob trick his dad, Isaac. Jacob got Esau's blessing. Esau was furious. Jacob ran away, but God still blessed him. And that's a part of God's story. How many of you have ever heard that story before? Some of you? <laughs> that's an interesting story. It's a little bit different than the way we do things today in our times. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Put up your hand if you've ever had a bit of a struggle with your sibling, your sister or your brother. Eh. Sometimes. Sometimes we don't get along very well, do we? Yep. And sometimes when we don't get along, it makes us feel how? 
not very happy, sometimes mad, sometimes sad. And that happened with Jacob and Esau. But also, they were different in, a, in another way too. And that was long, 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 long time ago. There was a culture, there was a, a, a culture where the eldest son was really, really considered special. Now, I don't know about you, but I know for me, my mom and dad loved all of us kids just the same. Do you guys feel that? Your mom loves you and your siblings just the same? But in that day, there was a special place for that eldest son, especially. And unfortunately, and like in the story we just learned, sometimes things would change where the oldest son would have a hard time. And this was true with Esau. Can I have some of my older uh, children? I'm looking at you four here. Why don't you come up just for a minute? Is that what you're called? Preteens? Come on up. Okay. Can I ask you to help me with reading these verses out? Do you want to start, hon? You've got something in your mouth. (laughs) When Isaac finished blessing him, Jacob left his father. Just then, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food. He brought it to his father. Then Esau said to him, My father, please sit up. Eat some of my wild meat. Then give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I'm your son, he answered. I'm Esau, your oldest son. Isaac began to shake all over. He said, Then who hunted all the wild animal and brought it to me? I ate. It just before you came, I gave him my blessing, and he will certainly be blessed. Esau heard his father's words, then yelled loudly and bitterly. He said to his father, bless me, bless me, me too, my father. But, but Isaac said, your brother came and tricked me. He took your blessing. Esau said, isn't Jacob just the right name for him? This is the second time he has taken my advantage of me. First he took my rights as the oldest son, and now he's taken my blessing. Then Esau asked, haven't you saved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I made him ruler over you. I've made all his relatives serve him, and I've provided him with grain and fresh wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept loudly. Okay. I want to just repeat some of these words that Esau said. I don't know about you, but in this story as I was reading it, I was feeling for Esau, even though Esau wasn't, you know, he had his own troubles. But I want to just go back to a couple of what lines that he said. Can you guys put your hand up as if you're in school or you're, you're at a school? Could put your hand up as if like you want to say, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Esau said, bless me. And he actually shouted this out. He was so, he so desired to be picked by his father. He said, bless me to my father. Can you guys say that? And then put your hands like this like you're shrugging your shoulders. He also said, haven't you saved any blessing for me? Can you say that? Put your hand out like this in a number one. Do you have only one blessing for me? Sorry, do you have only one blessing, my father? Can you say that? Good. And then put your hand right on your heart. Really loudly say, bless me too, my father. These cries, guess what? They echo the cry of our hearts from the beginning of time all the way till now. Ever since the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve had to leave that garden... We as humans have just been yearning for the blessing, wondering if we're worthy of blessing, secretly envying those who maybe have more blessing than we do. 
Do you remember who were the first two brothers ever? Does anybody remember? Honey, do you? The names of the first two brothers in the whole wide world? Cain and Abel. They were the names of the very first two brothers. And guess what? The very, very, very first two brothers, they didn't like each other either. Actually, what happened is really, really, really hard story. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Cain killed Abel. He was so upset and so mad. The very first brothers. Can you imagine? They showed us how quickly things can go wrong when we don't receive God's blessing and we don't share God's blessing. But guess what? Our story, even if it started back with those first two brothers, it continues forward all the way to Christ and right up to today. And each one of us can have a redemption story, a new story, a story where everything changes. And we often think of Jesus, and this is true. Jesus is God. He's the one we worship. But guess what? Here's another way we can think about Jesus. He's like our big brother. He's like the eldest son. In fact, he's the one and only son of God, it says. And in Jesus, we find a blessing from God that can never, ever, ever be taken away. A blessing that's always, put your arms out this wide. It's always more than enough. More than enough. And it's a blessing we can freely receive and share. In the beginning of Genesis, the power of the spoken word is portrayed. When God spoke, what happened in the very, very beginning? What happened? Everything began to exist. He spoke words, and what was the first thing that he created? You're right. God spoke words with his mouth, and things were created. The power of our words is incredible. God's words literally create life. When God created us, right at the very beginning, he blessed us. He spoke special words that were meant just for us. And guess what? God continues to bless us as time unfolds. The word blessing is a big word, but I want to just th- have some pictures that are going to help us understand. What is the picture of in this one? Yeah. Pencil crayons. What's special about, what's special about them? They're different colors. What else do you notice in that picture? They're all sharp. One's kind of a little higher than the other ones. That's kind of a word picture for the word favor. And often when we speak words of blessing and when God speaks words of blessing, it has the idea of favor. Let's go to the next picture. Okay, maybe later we could fix it. This one is the word fertility. Have you guys ever heard that word fertility? No? What do you think is inside those little eggs? Pardon? Perhaps little birdies, little brand new creatures. Often when we speak words of blessing, it's about babies. It's about the ability to have more babies. How about the next one? What do you see there? <laughs> How many of you like your fruits and vegetables? <laughs> we have a very green people here. <laughs> Often when we speak words of blessing, it includes the idea of health, strong, healthy bodies. How about the next one? Happy face. You got it, honey. Often when we are talking about blessing, there's the idea of happiness and peace. How about the next one? (laughs) 
You guys don't want any of those, though, do you? <laughs> Are we already hungry? <laughs> More than enough. When we speak words of blessing, often it has the idea of abundance or more than enough. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I could eat all those cookies all by myself. <laughs> and how about our last one? How many of you know what that is? It is. What's special about that picture? There's a king. And sometimes when we're talking about words of blessing, we think about the word authority or leadership. Guess what? People, each of us, even when you're little and you're big and you're old, we get to bless each other. Often parents would bless their children in old times. They would use special words for special times. I want to talk to you today about the Jewish culture because that goes back to our old, old story in the Bible. And in Jewish times, the parents would do a special thing. They would give special words to their kids sometimes. Sometimes the parent would put, kind of put their hand, in fact, can I have a father and a son come up here for a minute? Father and a son? <laughs> Some of the sons were a little reluctant sometimes. <laughs> sometimes the father would put his hands right on the head of his son, and he would say, uh, may you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. Can you say that to your son? Hey, Pax, may you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. <laughs> now, we're going to come back to why those two brothers were mentioned. But first off, I would like a mother to come up with a daughter. Is there a mother and a daughter in the room? Yeah, come on up. Good job. And you're going to say the words right there. May you be like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. Those were the words that the mothers would say. And then there were words that the parents would say over their kids all together. And I want you guys to say these with me. May God bless you and guard you. May God show you favor and be gracious to you. May God show you kindness and grant you peace. I want to show you a few pictures. This is an old, old picture of a Jewish father blessing his son. They would wear special hats on their heads, too. Let's go to the next picture. There's a more recent father blessing his sons. To be honest, on the entire internet, I couldn't find a picture of a Jewish mother blessing her daughter, but they do that too. Guess who else liked to bless ch children? Grandmas and grandpas, that's true, aunts and uncles. But there was somebody in our story in the New Testament that liked to bless children. It's true. I want to show you a picture of that. Jesus said, come up on my lap, come right close to me, and he would bless kids too. How many of you have watched a movie called Fiddler on the Roof? All oh, you young ones haven't seen it. You're going to have to ask your mom and dad to show you that movie. It's a, actually a really long one. But guess what? It's got some beautiful parts I think you might like. We're going to watch just one little part. And in this little part, when the Jewish people would celebrate their Sabbath day, which is kind of like our Sunday, it was their rest day, once a week they would have a special meal. And after that special meal, or maybe before actually, the parents would bless the kids. And I want you to watch this little clip.
the Lord protect and defend you. May he always shield you from shame. May you come to be in Israel a shining name. May you be like Ruth and like Esther. May you be deserving of praise. Strengthen them, O Lord, and keep them from the strangers. May God bless you and grant you long life. May the Lord fulfill our Sabbath prayer for you. May God make you good mothers and wives. May you husbands who will care. For you, may the Lord protect and defend you. So that's a beautiful example of what the Jewish people would often do. And guess what? Even to this day, sometimes Jewish people will do that. I need two siblings to stand up. In fact, are you two siblings? Can you both stand up and you look like your siblings in how you're dressed today? <laughs> Come right into the middle over here so everybody can see you. Now, these two siblings look like they love each other. In fact, they were just hugging each other. But let's say this, what's your name, honey? Samantha, who's a little shy, and what's your name? Sarah. Samantha, you have two beautiful little creatures with you. Who do you have? Can you hold them up in the air so everybody can see them? She's holding them close. She's got two little stuffies. Guess what? <laughs> this might not work so well with these two girls. They love each other so much. <laughs> but perhaps, uh, sorry, Samantha and Sarah. Perhaps Samantha said, these are mine and I don't want to give them to Sarah at all. And Sarah thought, I really would like those stuffies very much. And they started to do a little tug-of-war. Can you guys pretend you're doing that? <laughs> there would be a little tug-of-war. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, guess what happens sometimes in families? We often think, oh, yeah, sometimes our siblings, we fight. But think about your mom and her siblings, or your dad and his siblings, do you think that they fight like you fight? Sadly, sometimes in the generations, there's problems that are the same. So let's, are there any siblings in this room, adult siblings? You have a, like here with you, a sibling? <laughs> let's have two that pretend, two, two that are close to siblings, siblings in heart. <laughs> Do you mind if we borrow this for a minute? Okay, can you give, Kenny, can you give this lady your, s guess what? What's your name? Aldona. Aldona? Gloria. Okay, Aldona also has two stuffies, and Gloria really wants them. But as she starts to reach for them, she's going to back away, and she's going to say, no way. These are mine. These, you know, I think th this, this generation's a little better at this. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, you girls, you have done a lovely job. We need, we need a hand clap. Stay here, stay here, girls. 
Now we need two grandparents. Grandparents? Let's have Rose and Kathleen. Yeah, Rose and Kathleen, come on up here. Two grandmas. Are you a grandma? Wow. Okay, girls, I still need your stuffies. Okay, well, we'll maybe use yours next time, unless you want to come up and we can use yours this time. Okay, bring it up. This time, these grandmas have three stuffies. In fact, Kathleen has all the stuffies. Actually, this is a good idea. Kathleen has two of them, and bring yours up, hon. And Rose just has one. Can you, can you, can she borrow him just for a minute? So guess what? Rose looks at her one, and she looks at Kathleen's two, and she says what? This isn't fair, is it? Kathleen has two, and Rose only has one. So, oh, she's even taunting her. Do you like my two? And she's feeling a little more distressed as time goes along. So she reaches out because she really wants to have two, too. And these two ladies start to kind of fight and argue. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, that's right. Good. Thank you, ladies. You can sit down. Show me your eyes for a minute. Show me your eyes, girls. Sometimes we have problems that go through generations. Sometimes we have sins that go through generations, and sometimes we have blessings that go through generations. And so we, heard, we learned today about Jacob and Esau, but guess what? Jacob's father Isaac and Ishmael, they didn't like each other. In fact, if you think about the brothers in the Bible, most of the brothers had hard times with each other. And who knows what one of the sons named, the special son of Jacob, this older, this is a question for the older people. <laughs> Joseph, what happened to Joseph and his brothers? Did they get along? No, they didn't get along. But guess what? Remember the father's blessing over the son? It said, may you be like Ephraim and Manasseh? Whose sons were those of? Who was the father of Ephraim and Manasseh? Joseph. And guess what? Apparently, people who really, really study the Bible say that those two brothers are the only story in the whole Bible, at least in the Old Testament, I think, of brothers that actually got along. <laughs> and so when Jewish fathers are praying for their sons, they're praying for that sense of peace between siblings. How many of you can think about some things that are going wrong in our world right now? Really, really wrong. Can you think of any examples? Specific examples? Yeah, Kathleen. Right. In a country called Syria, guess what's happening there? Brothers are not getting along very well. <laughs> And often a lot of the problems in our world is when families and siblings don't get along. And even in our world, when we think about our human brothers and sisters, that's where a lot of our problems come from. But guess what? There's good news in Jesus, beautiful news in Jesus. I want to read a few verses. I need some help, my old helpers again. Come on up here. <laughs> okay, can you read the first one? God planned that those he had chosen would become like his son. In that way, Christ will be the first and the most honored among many brothers and sisters. 
as his children, we receive all the all that he has for us. He, w- we will share that Christ. Res- God's first and only Son is over all things. God's people share in what belongs to his Son. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God. By believing in Christ, this is because all of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You have put him on as if he were your clothes. There is no Jew or Gentile. There is no slave or free person. There is no male or female. That's because you are all one in Jesus Christ. You who belong to Christ are Abraham's seed, so you will receive what God has promised. Can I have you all stand up, please? Big kids and little kids? Guess what? I want to say something really important, so I need your attention for just a minute, okay? Look at me with your eyes. In Christ Jesus, there are, don't go like this with me, there are no favorites. No favorites. There's no bigger blessing. There's no smaller blessing. There's just blessing Abundant blessings. Stretch your arms as wide as they can go. For all who choose to receive it. You've heard the saying, sticks and stones may... But... Guess what? Kids, have you heard that? Do they say that on the school ground anymore? I don't think they do. I think that's just for us old school people. (laughs) Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Guess what? That's not true. Words can hurt us. Probably each one of us has had someone speak words to us that have hurt us. I want to share with you another saying that I want you to say with me. Put your hand on your heart. I can choose to bless or curse. Can you say that? then I want you to hold your hand out like this. And I will choose to bless you. I Good. Turn to somebody here, right here. Put your hand on your heart. Find somebody, especially somebody close to you. And then let's try that one more time. I can choose to bless or curse, and I will choose to bless you. Excellent job. Okay, sit back down for one more minute. Every day we have the power to choose what words come out of our mouth. Let's take those opportunities to bless and not to curse. To lift up and not to tear down. Okay, I want to give one more example here and we're just about done, you guys. I need two very, uh, like, Older high school boys, if possible, two boys that are very strong, or younger high school boys, depending on what we have. (laughs) Oh, what is this? Okay, I want one of you to open that up, that whole, tear it apart and pull it out. That's a special thing I found in Kamloops. You guys might have some of this down here too. Does anyone know what it is? Thanks, honey. I'm going to take this. (laughs) All right. Boys, uh, what are your names? Samuel, Tor. Samuel and Tor. You're going to grab hold of that side. You're going to grab hold of that side. Brent, can you stand over there and take a picture? Because I think this is a picture moment. (laughs) Come right here. Okay. You might want to come close and watch. Are you ready? Your job, boys, is to try to tear that apart. And, of course, you're going to try to get the bigger piece. Okay, here we go. 
pull as hard as you can. Harder. Okay, hold on. Uh, hold up your piece. Hi, high up in the sky. Uh, hold up your piece. What's the problem here? <laughs> the problem, he says, is these people don't have a piece. That's perceptive. <laughs> in a perfect world, what might you two have done? You might have done that. <laughs> but guess what? Often in our world, that's not how it works. So sometimes this happens, and you're a little bit jealous over here. And so you guys actually don't really like each other anymore when this happens. So you're going to turn your backs. They don't like each other. I want you to imagine this, though. Turn back towards me. <laughs> the eating will come in a minute. <laughs> I want you to imagine a licorice like this that stretches on and on and on forever. Forever and forever. <laughs> I, I haven't found one like that in Kamloops yet. But I want you to imagine, hold up your licorice pieces, boys. I want you to imagine that these, this is like a little picture of the blessing. And in Jesus... This piece goes on and on and on and on forever. How would it be different for you two if you knew that this piece went on and on and on forever? Would it be hard? You didn't seem to have to be hard to share. You guys have been great examples of the. <laughs> but would it be hard to share if you knew that that licorice went on and on and on and on forever? Not really. I don't have a piece that goes on and on forever, but I do have some to share. So maybe if I ask for Brent to help me. If you guys sit down really nice and quiet, <laughs> he's going to bring around a piece to share with you. Come, come down over here, my handy, and sit down. Okay. I need your attention while Brent's doing that for one more moment, especially adults. I want to ask us as adults, especially today, let's live in a redemptive culture of abundance where there is more than enough. God's blessings go beyond our wildest imaginations. And because in Jesus, we get to share in his blessing. He's the best sharing person in the whole wide world. And every good thing that he receives from God, he gives to us as his younger brothers and sisters. And so I think it becomes our peace to keep sharing, to keep modeling what Jesus does for us. So I want to ask these questions for you guys to just think about. Um, and this time I need some adult helpers to help me read out these questions. Oh, you guys can, you can pass them out, my honey. Can I have some adult helpers here? I'm just going to bring the mic around. Do you mind reading a question? When do I have the hardest time extending blessing to someone else? Just take a moment and think on that. God, how can your spirit help me in that moment? How about the next question? How can go <laughs> Have I cursed someone? Do I need to apologize and extend a blessing instead? God's a beautiful God of second chances, and sometimes we don't get it right, and we curse instead of bless, and sometimes it's appropriate that in our hearts or sometimes with that person, we need to apologize and extend a blessing instead. 
Next question. Are there people in my immediate family with whom there is relational brokenness due to our human propensity to want what we don't have or keep what we should share? This is a tough one, isn't it? Because probably for each one of us in our either immediate family or extended family, we can actually name people that we have a hard time with, that there's some kind of brokenness there. Jesus wants to come in and give us good ideas. Who can help me with the next set of questions here in this? Do you mind? Okay. <laughs> <coughs> How can I make a habit of blessing my children? Am I waiting for a blessing from a parent in my life? Have I received God's blessing for me as his child? It may be. We might not take on the Jewish culture, but I think there's pieces of it that we can grab hold of. And sometimes as parents or grandparents, aunts and uncles, or even as just spiritual parents in children's lives, we have the opportunity to bless them. Let's choose to take up those opportunities. Sometimes, as adults, we're still waiting for that blessing we might never have received from our parent. God, as our spiritual parent, is wanting to pour out that blessing on us and give that missing piece to us. Can you guys all say with me one more time? Put your hand on your heart. I can choose to bless or curse and I will choose to bless you. Can you say that one more time? I can choose to bless or curse, and I will choose to bless you. We bless not, e because, not even because our hearts are so excellent sometimes, or because we have so much to share, or because the person deserves it, but we bless because God blesses us. And he gives us more than enough than we need. Do you mind standing together? Some of the adults got some of that red blessing. <laughs> Do you mind grabbing hold? of the person beside you, grab their hand. Can we become nice and quiet for a minute? And let's close our eyes. And I want you to think of someone in your life right now, a particular person. Just hold them in your heart as we pray together. Father, you're the best father. You're the best parent in the whole wide world. You don't have any favorites. You don't have better sons or worse sons or better daughters or worse daughters that you love differently. You love each of us the same. Thank you that you gave us Jesus. And Jesus shared with us everything you gave him. Help us to live with hearts that are so big, we actually believe that there's no end to the blessing that you've given us. Help us to share we think of the person in our heart, and this morning, we say, bless you in Jesus' name. Bless you. Thank you, God, for your blessing in our lives. Amen. Amen.
Well, was church fun today or what? Huh? Man, that licorice tasted good. And um, I only found out I was supposed to share it just as the last piece was going into my mouth. So we've, we've been very blessed, very enriched today. And uh, shh, just we're going to dismiss in just a second. We have coffee and tea and snacks made by Dana at the back. So we encourage you to take some time to fellowship. Big, uh, big welcome back to Terry Ann, by the way. I just noticed her at the back. Nice to see you, Terry Ann. We miss you. And you're welcome to move back anytime, of course. So um, just a couple of things that I just want to recap what um, Bonnie shared that I think are so important. Number one, that Jesus is our elder brother. And in the Old Testament, the elder brother received what was called the double portion. And that double portion was not for the elder brother to keep for himself, but was to make sure that everybody else was taken care of. So I think that that extension of favor and blessing comes through the new covenant because Jesus is our elder brother. And if you are in Christ, there is no favorites, no male or female, slave or free. In Christ, we are all blessed by our, other, our older brother. And secondly, I was prompted by the Holy Spirit to share the blessing from Numbers that God instructed the priest to give to the people. And I saw this phrase. God says, this is how I will put my name on my people and I will bless them. This is how I will do it. Are you ready for this? Say to them. I know lunch is coming. Say to them, are you ready? And I want to bless you with this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So will I put my name on my people and bless them? Isn't it amazing that the creator has made himself dependent on you and I being a conduit of his blessing? So I challenge you, I charge you, I commission you this week to be a conduit of God's blessing through your words. And in Jesus' name, walk in that. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Encourage you to fellowship. Just hang out a bit. We got lots of snacks and coffee. That'll be our ministry time today. If you need prayer, we welcome you to come and receive prayer here at the front. Thanks again, Bonnie, Brent. God bless you guys.